Hey everyone, welcome to Homer's Dope Nuts, a weekly Simpsons podcast where I, the Simpsons guy, and my co-host El Ray discuss and review every episode of The Simpsons ever made. We break down the episodes, discuss some of the references, and try to connect our younger listeners with the Simpsons family and how life has changed since the inception of the show over 30 years ago. We hope you enjoy it and provide feedback as we're always looking for ways to improve the show. Hello, all of our faithful listeners. This is El Ray here to tell you about Music House. Music House is a store by musicians for musicians, focused on the day-to-day needs of beginners to professionals alike. Music House helps you bring the music home. Whether you need supplies for band class, strings or sticks for a gig, acoustic treatment for your home studio, or even recording specialties, we are stocked and experienced to help you find a solution. Music House is located in Northwest Corpus Christi off Highway 77 for easy access to South Texas musicians. Follow us at Music House CC on your favorite social media platform or visit us at musichousecc.com for more info. And that's M-U-S-H-A-U-S. Hi, everybody. And welcome back for another episode of Homer's Dope Nuts. As always, I am your host, the Simpsons Guy, and I'm joined by El Ray. Uh, hoy hoy, everybody. So we're getting uh, really, really close to spooky season. Yes. Well, we're in spooky season, but we're getting close to the day itself. Yes, yes. And uh, so... We're going to deviate from the schedule a little bit. Yes. Today. We have skipped a bunch of episodes. This is in Season 7, Episode 6, and it originally aired October 25th of 1995. And it is, of course, the... the Treehouse of Horrors, number 6. Yes. Now, we didn't have uh, a Treehouse of Horrors in the current season that we're doing, which is Season uh, 6. Six, uh-huh. So, we're skipping ahead for you guys today in honor of Halloween. Yes, and I'm even thinking of publishing this episode Friday. Yes, so if it is Friday when you're hearing this, we've uh, mission accomplished. There you go. Yes. <laughs> uh, we wanted to give you something to enjoy during spooky season. Yes, we're all about the spooky season. Here. Mm-hmm. So we're going to start off with the traditional... Well, can't, it's not a chalkboard and couch gag here. No, but it is the title sequence. Yes. right. And so this is... One of my favorites, to be honest with all of you, um, I forgot that this was in this season, mm-hmm. and I'm glad that it was. And it's a headless horseman just galloping through the woods, and of course, when he holds up the head, it's Krusty's head laughing maniacally into the camera. And it just looks so cool. I have to say, this is my favorite opening for a Treehouse of Horror also. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I wish I could have that, like, Picture on a shirt or something. That would be cool. Yes. So, well, actually, we're going to have to do some research on that. It might exist. It might. There's a lot yeah. of fans out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the couch gag, real dark. Yeah, I feel like Marge should have come out here and given, given us a warning. Yes, because we did not get that this episode. We did not get uh, Marge in this Treehouse of Horror coming out and giving the, uh, you know, hello, everyone, just to let you know, it's really scary. Uh-huh. Yeah, so we didn't get that, so... But the couch gag is the family dropping down from the ceiling on nooses and everybody's, you know, hanging there dead. Yeah, with their eyes open. Yeah, 
and it looks cool. Yeah. But it's still pretty disturbing. It's, it's, yeah, this one's dark. Mm-hmm. So um, we are going to get three mini episodes within this episode. For yep. the, as is tradition for the Treehouse of Horror. So uh-huh. the first one is called Attack of the 50-Foot Eyesores. And it opens up with Homer driving down a road. It's like, ah, the Miracle Mile, where the valley wears a neon sombrero and there's not a single church or library to offend the eye. <laughs> and Homer's looking down the street with all these big signs, neon signs, right? Mm-hmm. Advertising everywhere. And uh, he sees the lad, the Lard Lad Donuts uh, sign and the big statue holding the donut. There. Uh, and he says, there it is! The chain that put the fat in fat southern sheriffs. <laughs> so he parks a car and he walks into the store and says, I want a colossal donut just like the one on the sign. And they give him a regular sized donut. And he's like, I want a colossal donut just like the one on the side. He's like, but he actually, I already read that, right? Yeah, but it's okay. Okay, because we're about to get the, uh, to, the part, to the part where, you know, this is where I got part of the name for the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Homer goes, don't! Nuts, that's false advertising. And the kid apologizes and says, sorry, sir, there's no refunds. But yes, that is where we uh, see the namesake of our show. Yes, Homer, right dope! There. Nuts right there. <laughs> so Homer says, I paid for a colossal donut, and I'm going to get a colossal donut. And he walks out in a huff. Yeah, the kid's talking smack to him. He says, you don't scare us. Like, <laughs> okay. Uh, and so we see Homer... Go back home, and he gets some equipment, right, from his house, and he returns to the uh, to the actual donut shop, and, he, and there's a, a warning on the radio as he's driving by that thunderstorms are about. Yeah, the announcer's like, astronomers from Tacoma to Vladivostok, Vladivostok have reported an ionic disturbance in the vicinity of the Van Allen belt. Scientists are recommending... That necessary precautions be taken. And Homer just like switches it off and says, ugh, eggheads. What do they know? <laughs> Apparently a lot. Yep. And we see Homer that he's got a, a pantyhose over his head to hide his identity. Oh, he looked pretty cool wearing he that. He did look cool. Uh-huh. He looked very menacing. And uh, so he gets out of the car right next to the sign. And he makes this really, really impressive throw with a hook on a chain. And it wraps around the donut on the first shot, right? Mm-hmm. And so he ties it together, and then he hooks it up to the car. He stomps on the gas, and wouldn't you know it, the giant metal donut comes off, and it starts dragging down the road, right? And he he starts taunting the, uh, the sign. Yeah, he's like, I got your donut, lard lad. What are you going to do about it? By the way, uh, you think Homer's had uh, practice uh, burglaring around town or something? It looked like it, because that was a professional shot. Yeah, I mean, just a thing of beauty. It was. I was mm-hmm. impressed. Especially mm-hmm. from an unathletic person like Rotund Homer. person. Yeah, well, he does say he's a jock. Remember? Yeah, he does. Yeah. So, just as he taunts the sign, this disturbance, right, 
creates a bolt of lightning in the clouds and it strikes the lard lad. And wouldn't you know it, it brings him to life. And so we just see his head turn menacingly towards Homer and the face changes, right? It gets real angry and he tears his feet loose from the bolts that hold him down. And he screams just like Godzilla does. Yeah, you get that reptile scream. Now, it is the Godzilla scream. Yeah. It totally is. Now, outside of the Simpsons guy, what's funny is if you put the captions on, then you do see the captions say Godzilla like scream, not a Godzilla scream. Yeah. But we all know what it is. We all know what it is, right? So Homer puts the giant metal donut in his living room. And we see him in his underwear while he's in the donut drinking beer like a true man. Yes, I was going to say, I mean, if he's going to do that, that's the way to do it. Yeah. (laughs) Replace the couch and everything. And so as we see this, Marge walks in and just says, where did you get that? And Marge, and sorry, Homer's like, get what? And Marge says, that giant donut. Homer's like, well, I acquired it legally. You can be sure of that. Yeah, uh, which no. makes me believe that, of course, he did not acquire it. Yes, legally. that is not true. And so then we see, we cut back to where that miracle mile is, right? Mm-hmm. And we see the, the the giant neon cowboy on the Duff Beer billboard. He comes to life, right? Mm-hmm. He tips his hat to near uh, to some people that are there. And they start cheering him on because yeah. he tips their hat. Mm-hmm. They're all surprised by that. And they all want to party with him. Mm-hmm. Right? So they're all like, yeah, let's party. And what does he do? He grabs his neon beer bottle and he squishes him down. Uh, yeah. It's like, you know, one of those mortar and pestles, you know? Yeah. It seemed like he was just, just grinding just, him down. Yeah, into the, into the ground. Mm-hmm. And so then we see some other advertisements, right? Uh, we see the three Zip Boys. They're not Pep Boys. They're yeah. Zip Boys. But they're exactly the same. Yes. Thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They look the same. And they come to life and they hop off the roof of their store and they're like growling angrily. Yep. And this old man comes out of the stores and like, fellas, where are you going at this hour? And as they hit the ground, remember they have huge heads. So gravity takes over. They're not strong enough to support their heads. Yeah, the heads just dragging across the ground and they're trying to move. And the old man complains to them, hey, don't scratch them heads. <laughs> So next thing we know, we see Kent Brockman delivering a news report about the about everything that's happening, right? Uh, he says, good morning, everybody. Panic is gripping Springfield as giant advertising mascots rampage through the city. Perhaps in part, perhaps it's part of some daring new ad campaign. But what new product could justify such carnage? And just as he says that, there's this huge billboard with his face on. And it comes to life. And he still hasn't seen it, right? He's like, a cleanser? A fat-free fudge cake that doesn't let you down in the flavor department like so many others would? And as he says that, he gets grabbed by the giant Kent Brockman. Mm -hmm. Right? And he starts screaming to be let go. Yep. Let go! Stop! Stop now! And we see our technical difficulty sign appear, right? This time it was a squirrel that was unplugged. Uh, Yeah, something out of a socket, right? uh And so, yeah, he's gone. (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
And then we see the Red Devil reality mascot. Right? Realty. Uh, I'm sorry, realty. Uh, huge devil. And it picks up a school bus, right, full of children. And wouldn't you know, Otto's driving. Yeah. <laughs> and Otto says, man, another flashback. <laughs> and he says, I hate to be driving a bus right now. Like, well, well, sorry, Otto, it's not an acid flashback, and you are driving. You are driving the bus. the bus, yes. And so then we see uh, the Mr. Peanut. Yep, the planner's uh, mascot. Mm-hmm. He picks up a car full of people, and he opens up like a people. He like opens it up like a peanut, <laughs> like a peanut, and he pops the people into his mouth. Yeah, very, very dark. Yes. And so at that moment, we see Chief Wiggum, and he's with Lou, I believe, right? Yeah. And... Uh, there's a huge, tall man walking out of a store. And Wiggum pulls his gun and shoots him dead. And Wiggum goes, ah, they're not so tough. And then Lou says, uh, Chief, that wasn't a monster. That was the captain of the high school basketball team. Wiggum's like, uh, yeah, well, uh, he was turning into a monster. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible. Uh-huh. And so that big red devil is back on the screen. Right over Springfield Elementary. And on his shoulder is Bart. And he says, what are you waiting for? Wreck to school. You know you want him. And the devil's like thinking about it, right? Mm -hmm. And Bart runs into the other side. His left shoulder, huh? Yeah, his other shoulder. And he says in a different voice, I agree. Destroy the school. (laughs) (laughs) So the angel and the devil on his shoulder tell him the same thing. And so he proceeds to destroy the school. He stops all over. Yep. Bart's happy. Yep. Next thing we know, we're at the Simpsons' house and the doorbell rings. So Homer answers the doorbell. Answers the door, right? He's like, hello, yes. Oh! Because he sees it's the lard lad. He's like, hey, if you're here looking for that big donut of yours, um, Flanders has it. Just smash his house open. And he, yeah, so he shuts the door and you hear those big footsteps outside. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he says... He came to life. Good for him. And then we just hear Flanders' house getting torn apart, right? Mm-hmm. Crashing, crumbling. Oh, it's bad. And then we hear the footsteps come back and the doorbell rings again. And as Homer opens the door... Yes, we see Ned running away outside saying, Help me, Lord! <laughs> and Homer's like, I told you. Flanders has it. Or Mo, Go kill Mo." And so Marge is getting home at that moment. She says, Homer, just give him the donut. Once he has it, that will be the end of all this horror. Homer's like, well, okay, if it'll end horror. So he gives him back his donut. And what does the Lord Lad do? He does his pose, Mm -hmm. right? Where he holds it up. But just for a second, because then he uses the donut to smash the Simpsons roof, a car, and then he kicks a barking dog in the street like a football to who knows where. Yep. Right? And then he just rakes his donut over every rooftop as he walks down Evergreen Terrace. And Homer turns to Marge and says, don't you ever get tired of being wrong all the time? And Marge just says, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Marge. Yep. So next thing we know, we're in downtown Springfield and... All of these monsters are wrecking shop. These monsters are destroying everything and everyone we hold dear, says Marge, right? And then she jumps in and says, like, you kids should have jackets on. <laughs> um, 
while she's saying this, Lisa is uh, kind of investigating a footprint that one of these giant advertising monsters left. And he sees there's a copyright stamp on it. Yes, the mm-hmm. company name. Yep. So they go there, right, to wherever this place is. Mm-hmm. And Lisa said is talking to the man that runs it. She says, if your advertising agency created all those giant characters, you must know how to stop them. And the guy's like, well, sir, advertising is a funny thing. If people stop paying attention to it, pretty soon it goes away. So Lisa says, like that old woman who couldn't find the beef? Exactly. If you stop paying attention to the monsters, they'll lose their powers. Should we explain that to our youngins? Yeah, I think so. I think so. All right. So there was a phrase when I was a kid. Um, and it was it, a Wendy's commercial. Yes. And so they would advertise that their uh, patties were thicker, right, mm-hmm. than the other competitors. And so you would have people complaining about the other burgers saying, where's the beef? Specifically, it was an old lady. Yes. Right. And whatever other hamburger chain she was at, she would open up the burger and complain, where's the beef? Mm-hmm. Apparently, Wendy's has all the beef. Yes, apparently they do. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that's a very, very old, but it was extremely popular in its time. Yes. Like everybody said it. Yes. It was all over TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We even nicknamed one of the football players Beef. There you go. <laughs> and so that's the, that's the story of that, kids. Uh-huh. <laughs> And so, anyway, so Lisa. they're not supposed to, yeah, uh-huh. they're not supposed to pay attention to the monsters, right? And Lisa says, but people can't help looking at them. They're wrecking the town. And we see out the window that they are indeed wreaking havoc on this town. And the guy goes, you know, maybe a jingle would help. And he goes uh, to a piano, right, and he starts playing. Don't watch the mon, don't watch the monsters. And he's like, well, it'll sound a lot better coming out of Palanca. I don't know a lot about Polly. So, oh, well. Mm-hmm. And so we see outside and there's a crowd of people, right? Watching mm-hmm. everything going on. The lard lad is uh, hitting the uh, statue of Jebediah Springfield with his donut. Uh-huh. And so Lisa's out there with a the megaphone. She says, hey, Springfield, are you suffering from the heartbreak of monsteritis? Then take a tip from Mr. Paul Anka. And he's there and he's waving. Yes, and they start to sing. And they're like, to stop the monsters, one, two, three. Here's a fresh new way that's trouble-free. It's got a Paul Anka guarantee. And then Lisa says, guarantee void in Tennessee. (laughs) And then together, they're like, just Just don't look. look. Just don't look. And people start listening, right? They start doing that, and they keep going. Just don't Don't look. look. Just Just don't look. look. And, and then even more people turn around, and then, right? And the monsters are not, aren't very happy, and they keep going. Just don't look. Just don't look. And now the monsters start actually collapsing, right? Mm-hmm. But they collapse, like, on the hospital. Yeah, Paul Bunyan uh, falls on top of Springfield <laughs> General Hospital. The, his ox, Babe, destroys the birthplace of Jebediah Springfield. And then we saw this magic flying carpet destroy the birthplace of Norman Vincent Peale. Yeah. Now, as far as the Simpsons songs go, that was one of the weaker Lamest. ones. Yeah, that was one of the weaker ones. 
Uh-huh. But I get it. It's a short episode. Probably done in a pinch. Yeah. Yeah. So fair enough. So Lisa's happy that it worked and they're all dead. And Bart says, well, except for Chubsy Ubsy over there, everyone turns and they see Lard Lad tempting Homer with the giant donut. Mm-hmm. And Homer saying, Sprinkles. And it's Mar- not even a real donut. Yeah, it's not. Right? Homer's like, I'm sorry, Marge is like, Homer, stop looking. And Lisa even says, don't make us poke your eyes out. And they drag him away, right? Homer's like, oh. And of course, now that he's not looking, the lard lad collapses. Mm-hmm. And as he falls, his donut rolls away down the road. And then we cut to two of our old friends. Yes, Kang and Kodos. Right, they're, they're standing in the middle of a desert holding a sign that says Earth Capital, right? Codas goes, here comes something. So Kang says, remember the story. We're newlyweds on our way to Earth Capital. And the donut rolls by. Nothing happens. And he just says, oh, Shazbot. By the way, Shazbot, that was a phrase they stole from uh, Mork and Mindy. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. Good to know. Um, I remember seeing a few of those. Yes. Mork used to say Shazbot all the time. Mork for Mork? Mork for Mork, yes. Yeah. Uh, great Robin Williams. Yes. Yes, Rip. Mm-hmm. Great late Robin Williams. And so Kent Brockman comes back on TV, mm-hmm. right, and says, Even as I speak, the scourge of advertising could be heading toward your town. Lock your doors, bar your windows, because the next advertisement you see could destroy your house and eat your family. And then Homer steps in front of him and he says, We'll be right back. <laughs> and that was the end of the first of the minisodes. Yeah. So pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I, I liked it. Yeah. It was rather enjoyable. Yeah, it was it was entertaining. Mm-hmm. And so we cut to the next one, and the next uh, episode is called Nightmare on Evergreen Terrace. Yes, not on Elm Street, but nope. Evergreen Terrace. Mm-hmm. But as it starts out, you can tell there's something different about this episode. Because well, about this portion of the episode. Because the animation looks different. It does. It does look different, right? Flashier. I can't describe it, but it looks different from the traditional Simpsons animation, right? And we see Bart playing Frisbee with Santa's little helper, right? As a pop goes a weasel plays in the background, mm-hmm. right? Bart goes, okay, boy, catch the Frisbee. And he does so, and he says, good catch, boy. And then Santa's little helper takes the Frisbee out of his mouth. He says, thanks, Bart. And he throws it at him, right? And it hits Bart in the face. Yep. Bart does a flip because he got hit in the face. Mm-hmm. And the little no-sale sign appears in his eyes, and we see birds flying around his head. So, yeah, after I saw that part, Yes, it looks different. I would say it looks very uh, Looney Tunes-esque, yes. the way it's animated. Uh-huh. So in that kind of style, which looks cool. By the yeah, way. it does. And so Santa's little helper says, oh, hard luck. Apparently he's British. Yeah. Right? So Bart shakes his head to clear it. Then he spots Willie dressed as Freddy Krueger holding a rake. Right. And he goes, ah! And of course, with the animation, the eyes pop out and uh-huh. everything, right? Uh-huh. And Willie has the rake, and Bart holds up a help me sign like Wiley Coyote. Yep. And so Willie says, glad to rake your acquaintance. 
and he laughs and he swipes Bart with the rake over his stomach. Yeah, and Bart wakes up screaming. He says, oh, it was only a dream. But he looks down and he sees his PJs have been torn and he's got those rake marks on his belly. And he screams, ah! And Homer says, Bart, is that you? And Bart's like, yes. Take out the garbage. Uh, (laughs) Well, now that I know you're there. Yes. (laughs) Wow. That's what you call abuse of authority. Yep. And so Bart's now telling this story to his friends, right, at school. He says, and then he raked me across the chest. And the weirdest thing was, it was that school janitor who mysteriously disappeared. Groundskeeper Willie. And Lisa's like, oh, my God, Bart. Groundskeeper Willie was in my nightmare, too. And she holds her hand open and he says, but he got me with hedge clippers. And we see two of Lisa's hair spikes in her hand. Yeah. And so Nelson jumps in and says, he ran his floor buffer over me. And Nelson's all shiny, right? Like a bowling ball. Uh Uh-huh. So then Principal Skinner walks up. Children, I couldn't help but monitor your conversation. (laughs) There's no mystery about Willie. Why, he simply disappeared. Now, let's have no more curiosity about this bizarre cover-up. <laughs> so bad. Uh-huh. And so then we cut to Mrs. Crowbobble's class, and she's handing out a test. And she says, remember, class, the worse you do on the standardized test, the more funding the school gets. So don't knock yourselves out. You have three hours to... And then Martin cuts her off. Finished! And she says, ugh. Then put your head down on your desk and sit quietly. And Martin's like, ah... The duet of pleasures. Yes, and so he falls asleep and he wakes up in his dream and he's dressed as a wizard. Yes. And, <laughs> and he's like, I am the wondrous wizard of Latin. I am a dervish of declension and a conjurer of conjugation with a million hit points and maximum charisma. <laughs> yeah, he, I mean, the million hit points is cool. But everything else. <laughs> yeah, everything else. Uh, oh, God. Then there's a blackboard behind him with French verbs written, right? He's like, aha, morire, to die. Morit, he, she, or it dies. And out of that blackboard, Willie morphs out of it. And he says, Maurice, you die. And Martin yells and he runs away. And Willie's there laughing. He said, you've mastered a dead tongue. But can you handle a live one? And uh, his tongue shoots out of his mouth and it wraps around Martin and just squeezes him, right? Yeah. And in class, Martin just like contorts and screams. He's like, ah, ah, ah! And he collapses on the floor. Uh-huh. And right after he hits the ground, we hear, ha-ha! <laughs> Nelson <laughs>, laughs. So bad. So uh-huh. apparently Martin's dead. Yeah. Nelson laughed at him. Yeah. And next thing we know, yeah. we see lunch lady Doris. <laughs> She's in the classroom and they've got a, a rolling cart with a blanket over it, which we all know is hiding the body of Martin. one Martin Prince, right? And Skinner goes, wheel him, wheel him out of here quietly. It's best that the children don't see. But uh, he's stepping on the, on the sheet. Yes, yeah, so as Lunch Lady Doris wheels him out, the sheet comes off, 
and you just see Martin's twisted face and everything. And all the kids scream, ah! And so Skinner's like, oh, just get it out of here. Not into the kindergarten. And you hear the little kids ah! scream in the background. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Terrible. Mm -hmm. So then Bart and Lisa both rush home. And they bust in with the news. Lisa's like, Mom, Dad, Martin died at school today. Marge's like, mm, I don't see what that has to do with groundskeeper Willie. And Bart kind of like pauses, like, um, we didn't mention groundskeeper Willie, Mom. So Marge says, mm, kids, it's time we told you the true story and put your fears to rest. It's a story of murder and revenge from beyond the grave. Uh, how is that going to put them? It's not going to help at all, Marge. And so we get a little flashback scene, and the parents are walking into Springfield Elementary, and it's snowing outside. Mm -hmm. And so Marge, in a voiceover, says, It all started on the 13th hour of the 13th day of the 13th month. We were there to discuss the misprinted calendars the school had purchased. And Homer is shivering and looking at the calendar. He's like, oh, lousy, smart weather. <laughs> Yes, that was the extra month. Yes. And by the way, this, with that line and the next, this is my favorite sequence in the whole damn thing. Yeah. Because next, he sees a thermostat with a note from Willie. He says, do not touch Willie. He says, good advice. And he cranks up the heat. Yeah. What Willie meant to say was, do not touch. And he signed his name. And he signs his name, right? But he just put, do not touch Willie. Was a error on his part there. Yep. And so Willie's actually in the uh, furnace room. The furnace room, right? And he's playing his bagpipes. And so since Homer turned it up, the furnace just flares up and it explodes and it engulfs Willie in flames. And as that's going on, the parents are having a meeting up upstairs. Right? Yeah. Skinner's like, our next budget item $12 for doorknob repair. And the parents are going, nay. And as they're doing that, Willie's trying to escape, right? He's burning. Yes, and the doorknob happens to fall off. Yep. So he can't get out of the room. Yep. And then Skinner goes, recharge fire extinguishers. Now, this is a free service from of the fire department. And the parents, nay. And huh. Homer, nay. <laughs> and we see Willie burning up, grabbing the fire extinguisher and trying to put himself out. But, of course... It needs to be recharged. Yeah. And he's just yelling for help, right? Mm -hmm. And he finally gets out of the room and he bursts into the where they're having the meeting and he tells them, Help! Please help me. And Mr. Skin and sorry, Principal Skinner's like, Willie, please! Mr. Van Hatton has the floor. <laughs> and so he actually sits down. Uh-huh. Right. Patiently. Yeah. And, while he's on fire. And Mr. Van Hatton says, uh, I for one would like to see the cafeteria menus in advance so parents can adjust their dinner menus accordingly. I don't like the idea of Millhouse having two spaghetti meals in one day. <laughs> uh, Talk about a lame complaint. Lame, dude. Uh, besides spaghetti. Yeah. What's wrong with that more you than one like day? Yeah, yeah. So while he says, after he says that, Willie explodes into flames and he screams for a few seconds, and the parents turn to watch. And then we just see the skeletal remains of Willie. And he says, you'll pay for this with your children's blood. 
And Wiggum just taunts him. He says, all right, how are you going to get the skeleton power? <laughs> and Willie's like, I'll strike where you cannot protect them. In their dreams. And so the skeleton collapses into ashes, right? Uh-huh. And they sweep themselves up and into a dustpan and go into the garbage. Yeah, of course, he was a spirit. The spirit of Willie was still alive. Uh-huh. And so Lisa says, Bart, don't you realize what this means? The next time we fall asleep, we could die. And then Grandpa Simpson happens to be around there. And he says, hey, welcome to my world. Then he falls asleep. <laughs> trying to. Uh-huh. Oh, goodness. And so now we cut to Bart and Lisa, and they're trying very hard to stay awake, right? Even with Maggie there. Uh, Lisa even puts the, the bottle nipple on top of a Buzz Cola and uh-huh. gives it to, to Maggie. Uh-huh. They're watching the Asian market wrap up. Yeah, they're up late. Uh huh. So the announcer's like, there's a volcano waiting to erupt in the Pacific Rim. Its name, medium term com- convertible debentures. <laughs> and so Lisa says, it's no use, Bart. We can't stay up forever. And Bart's like, you're right. The only thing left to do is to go into my dream, force Willie into final showdown. You stay awake, and if it looks like I'm in trouble, wake me up. And so Lisa agrees, but she makes him promise that he won't be grouchy. Yes. <laughs> because, of course, who isn't grouchy when they first wake up? Exactly. So Bart yawns, closes his eyes. He opens him up again, but he's already asleep. Yeah. He opens him up in his dream, right? Uh, he looks behind him, and he sees the school, and it looks dark and sinister. And he's walking really carefully through the playground. He looks around and he says, come on, Willie. I know you're out there. And then we see uh, Willie, mm-hmm. but he's on like this crazy hot rotted out like tractor with blades all over yeah. right, to mow the lawn. Uh-huh. And he plows through this hedge behind Bart and he starts chasing him, right? Mm-hmm. While he's laughing uh, maniacally. Uh-huh. So uh, Bart sees the sandbox and you know, it gives him an idea. He covers it up with grass clippings, and he gets it wet. Then he uh, taunts. He taunts at Willie. He says, "Hey, lawn boy, you missed the spot." And he points at the sandbox. Yeah. And so Willie says, "When I'm done with you, they'll have to do a compost mortem." <laughs> a little corny, clever, but, but clever. Yes, that's clever good. Joke. That's good. And so he shifts himself into gear, and he goes right after Bart. And when he hits the sandbox, though, the wheels get stuck. And he says, <gasps> Sinky Sand! And he starts morphing into different shapes, right? Mm-hmm. And he can't get himself out, and he sinks into the sand. And you don't see him anymore. Yeah. So Bart sighs with relief. Ah, Willie's gone for good. Now I can get back to my normal dreams. Me and Krusty winning the Super Bowl. And just then, Krusty shows up in a football uniform. And he runs up to Bart and says, Bart, there's two seconds left. Now listen up. It's your basic Statue of Liberty play. With one twist, you throw it to me. Newt Rock called it the forward pass. And as that's going on, mm-hmm. we see like these weird spider-like bagpipes come out. Uh-huh. And it's Willie's head on this body. Yes. Right. And it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. And so it grabs Bart and he screams. And Willie says, oh, boy. Don't you about me no more, kid. And he runs off. 
That was Krusty, by the way. Yeah. I'm sorry, Willie. Yeah, Krusty. Sorry. Uh-huh. <laughs> so uh, Bart says, help, Lisa, help. And so Lisa runs towards the sandbox. She says, Bart, you're in trouble. Wake up. And Bart's like, wait a minute. If you're in, in here, then you've fallen asleep too. I'm not asleep. I'm just resting my, uh, uh-oh. <laughs> and she screams because then Willie grabs her too. Right. She says, goodbye, Bart. Bart's like, goodbye, Lise. Hope you get reincarnated as someone who can stay awake for 15 minutes. <laughs> and this is the all is lost moment, right? But then we see Maggie appear and she gets her pacifier and there's this little tube, right, for the yeah. bagpipes, uh-huh. the air to come out on, on Willie's back and she puts her pacifier inside of it. Which means that the air cannot escape the bagpipe anymore. So, yes, Willie starts getting bigger, and he's trying to reach his spider legs to his back to get it out, mm-hmm. but he can't reach it, and eventually he just has too much pressure and explodes. Yep. All three kids fly up to the moon, go around it, and land on their couch and wake up. Mm-hmm. So Lisa's like, you saved us, Maggie! And she hugs Maggie really tight. Yeah. And Maggie pulls out another pacifier. And then she spins it around her finger like it's a pistol. Uh-huh. Throws it back into her mouth. Like a gangster. Yep. So the three of them walk out the door. And the next morning, Lisa's like, I don't know, Bart. Something tells me Willie's still out there. And that he could come back at any time, in any form, and kill us in ways we can't even imagine. And as she says that, a bus pulls up, and Willie gets off the bus, and he says, Boo! And he laughs maniacally, right? And he starts making all these faces to try and scare them. But then the bus leaves. And he has to chase after. He's like, Stop! I left my gun on the seat! Hey! And he starts chasing, and he tells them all, Wait here, please. And he runs off, trying to catch the bus. Even loses a shoe in the process. Uh-huh. Right? And that is the end of Willie. Yes, that is the end of this mini-sode also. Solid. Very, very solid. Solid. Now, this next mini-sode... Yes, this is... In the history of The Simpsons, this is a big deal. Yeah. Uh, there's not a lot of episodes that got hype like this. Yeah. This episode got a lot of hype before it aired. Why, you may ask? Because... Homer went 3D in this episode. So does Bart. Yes. For a time. Uh Uh-huh. So the title of this little mini-sode? Homer Cubed. Mm. Yes, it's called Homer Cubed. Yep. And, uh, yeah, guys, I I can't tell. I remember being a little kid. And, uh, yes, everybody was talking about this. Yep. And even the day after. Big time. Yep. Yeah, I remember uh, I was in... I was already graduated from high school, but uh, I was still talking to my friends about this. Yeah. So mm-hmm. this was huge. This was a big pop culture event, mm-hmm. to be honest with you guys. And so we see uh, Simpsons House, right, in our regular mode, in our regular animation. Yep. And there's thunder crashing outside, and Marge is calling out to Homer. She says, Homer, get ready. Patty and Selma will be here any minute. Homer's like, don't. Oh, no. Better get... Better ride this one out in the closet. And he opens up the closet and Bart and Lisa are already in there. And he says, sorry, Dad, this is our spot. And Homer goes, oh, yeah? 
Well, it's my house, so it's my spot. So Bart says, Nuh-uh, we, because we called it. Did not. And Lisa says, well, we're calling it now. Homer says, you are? Bart says, afraid so. Homer's like, oh, they got me on their legal mumbo-jumbo. Oh, <laughs> legal. Uh-huh. Oh, my goodness. And so Homer checks under the carpet in front of the TV, right? But even the pets have already claimed that they growl at him and yep. hiss at him yep. to get out of there. And then the doorbell rings, right? And Mark's going to the doorbell, right? He says, just a second. Homer's like, do Huh? And he spots a bookcase that he's never looked behind, right? He's like, uh, never looked behind this whatchamacallit case before. So he uh, leans against the wall and his hand falls through it. He's like, huh? And he swirls his hand around. He's like, it's like, it's something like that, uh, out of that Twilighty show about that zone. The Twilight Zone. Yes, exactly. Uh-huh. And so Marge opens the door. And Patty says, how's it hanging, Marge? <laughs> and Selma says, I'm baking like a meatloaf under this wet wool. And she opens the coat closet and she sees Bart and Lisa hiding in there. And Bart's like, uh, may I take your coat and Selma? And Lisa says, um, I would also like to take your coat. <laughs> uh, Busted. Yep. So Selma's like, have we got a family activity for you? He says, a pillowcase full of seashells from our trip to Sulphur Bay. Sulphur Bay? That doesn't even sound that nice. That sounds disgusting. Yes. It must smell like ass. Uh-huh. Ah. So Selma goes, you can help us clean and organize them. And pry out all the dead hermit crabs. Get a screwdriver. <laughs> so good. So Homer's like, I'll take my chances in the mystery wall. And he goes into the wall and he steps out into... 3D land. Yes, we see the animation change, and Homer is now a computerized, three-dimensional version of himself. Yes, and he's thinking, Oh, glory of glories. Oh, heavenly testament to the eternal majesty of God's creation. Out loud, he says, Holy macaroni! (laughs) (laughs) And then we cut back to the Simpsons' house, right, in a regular animation, Uh and Patty is... Sucking on a hermit crab. And she says, hey, you can just suck them out. so gross. And she's even got like sores developing around her mouth already. Yes. That is not So disgusting. So then we hear a disembodied Homer go, hello? Can anybody hear me? And Marge is like, Homer, where are you? He's like, I'm somewhere I don't, I'm somewhere where I don't know where I am. (laughs) And Marge says, do you see towels? If you see towels, you're probably in the linen closet again. He's like, just a second. No, it's a place I've never been before. And Selma jumps in and says, hmm, the shout. <laughs> and they both start laughing. Uh, and Homer's like, hey, right? He's offended by it. Uh-huh. So he says, I don't want to alarm you, Marge, but I seem to be trapped here. And Marge says, hmm, I better call Ned. He has a ladder. <laughs> so Homer's like, Looking at himself, what's going on here? I'm so bulgy. And he taps his beer belly and it ripples for a while. He's like, my stomach sticks way out in front of and my And he turns to look at his ass. And he's got a huge ass. He just goes, ah! <laughs> By the way, this is before uh, everybody was into huge asses. 
That's true. Disclaimer, right? That's when it was shamed. Yes. <laughs> it was not a good thing to have a huge ass I forget, back in the day. I forget about that. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. The 80s and the early 90s. That's yep. true. That's funny. And so we see Ned in the house now on top of his ladder. And, oh, God. He says, well, as the tree said to the lumberjack, I'm stumped. Did he just want to reach in and slap the yeah, hell out Yeah, I love Ned, but good Lord, Ned. So Selma goes, hmm, it's just like he disappeared into fat air. And they both laughed, of course. That was another good that one. That was a good one. They had some zingers today uh-huh. on this one. So Homer's like, hey, shut up. And so we see back Homer in 3D, right? And there's little geometric shapes bouncing around. And there's a grid, right? And, um, and so he walks up past the building, right? It kind of looks like a very familiar one. Yes. We don't want to get sued. No, no, we do not. Uh-uh. <laughs> and so he goes up to go swimming, a little pool, and there's fish in it, right? And he sees the fish swimming around, and he goes, mmm, unprocessed fish sticks. And he drools. That's so <laughs> gross. Uh, yeah. So uh, he keeps walking, and there's three arrows pointing along three axes. X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so Homer says, man... This place looks expensive. I feel like I'm wasting a fortune just standing here. And he scratches his butt, his tummy. He says, well, better make the most of it. And then he burps. Yeah. So I, I'm sure that in the 90s, this was extremely, extremely expensive. expensive to produce. I'm sure it was. Now I'm sure they, they can do stuff like this in high schools, maybe. Yeah, you can do this with some home software. Yeah. For sure. Uh, but back in the 90s, it was pretty down. Impressive. Impressive and expensive. Very much so. Uh-huh. And so we see that bouncing little geometric shaped cone go right into Homer's butt, right? He's like, ow, watch it, Coney. And he pulls it out and he tosses it away, but it lodges itself in the ground and it creates a little hole in the ground, right? Uh-huh. And then it starts to expand. And he just says, oops. <laughs> so next thing we know, Marge is called Reverend Lovejoy and Dr. Hibberton to help. Dr. I'm uh, sorry, uh, Reverend Lovejoy is like, do you see a light, Homer? And Homer says, yes. Move into the light, my son. And then we hear like a zap and Homer screams, ah! <laughs> so then Dr. Hibbert comes in and says, Homer, this is your physician, Dr. Julius Hibbert. Can you tell us what it's like in there? And Homer says, uh, it's like, did anyone see the movie Tron? Dr. Hibbert's like, no. Lisa says, no. Marge says, no. Wiggum says, no. Bart says, no. Patty says, no. Wiggum says, no. Ned says, no. Selma says, no. Professor Frank says, no. Lovejoy says, no. And Wiggum says, yes. I mean, um, I mean, no, no. <laughs> okay, there's nothing to be ashamed about. <laughs> yeah, we, were, we were discussing this before we started. I was like, I, I never saw the original Tron. And I'm glad I did, didn't, because I saw the remake, Tron, and uh, let's just say I wish I could get that time back. El Ray does not agree with I'm me. I'm going to say shame on you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> shame on you for not watching the first one. And shame on you for not liking the, the, the new one. Hey, I'm a geek, but there's just... You can't hit a movie with Daft Punk in it. Yes, I can. Oh. 
that's just sacrilege. I'm I'm a geek, but you're a bigger geek. That's true. So this is true, but mm. I love Tron. <laughs> I mean, this will probably pain you to think about, but I actually watch Tron in my spare time when I just feel like relaxing. I watch Tron Legacy every now and then. Oh my god. <laughs> We need to get you a better hobby, bro. Hey, man, that's a good movie. I saw it in the theaters twice. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so Lisa goes, well, where's my dad? And so we see, uh, at that point, Professor Frank is there drawing a diagram. He's like, well, it should be obvious to even the most dim-witted individual who holds an advanced degree in hyperbolic topology (laughs) that Homer Simpson has stumbled into the third dimension. When he said that, the lights went off. Right. Then Lisa says, ooh, sorry, and she turns the lights back on. And so Frank goes to the blackboard and says, here's an ordinary square. Dark and Wiggum's like, whoa, whoa, slow down, again." <laughs> <laughs> and so he says, but suppose we extended the square beyond the two dimensions of our universe along the, hypoth- the hypothetical z-axis, and he does it, and he creates a cube. Everyone is like, <laughs> and so he says, this forms a three-dimensional object known as a cube, or a fecahedron, in honor of its creator. <laughs> so <laughs> don't laugh. Yeah. So Homer's like, help me. Are you helping me? Or are you going on and on? He says, all right, of course. Within, we find the doomed individual. <laughs> and, uh, Chief Wiggum goes, enough of your Borax point, Dexter. We need action. So he fires his gun six times through the wall, and he's like, take that, you lousy dimension. And the bullets fly towards Homer, but they spiral around that hole, and mm-hmm. they get sucked into it, right? Yep. And so Homer's like, oh, there's so much I don't know about astrophysics. I wish I'd read that book by that wheelchair guy. Because, of course, the, uh, yeah, the, late, the late Stephen Hawking. Yes. yes. The, which Homer refers to as that wheelchair that guy. Wheelchair guy. Uh, so he leans into the hole, but his head gets sucked in and elongated, really, really uh, nasty. nasty, right? And he manages to pull it out, but the hole keeps getting wider at, uh, and seems to be doing it a lot quicker now, right? So he has to run to keep ahead of it. So we come back to the Simpsons' house and we see Grandpa Simpson, and he's wearing an old diving suit, right? Uh-huh. Big metal clanky one. He says, "I'll save Homer. All I need is four stout men to work the bellows." And, and Doctor Frank is like, "No, pops, it's too risky. For all we know, there could be cubes in there the size of gorillas and other large." And so Homer just says, "Help! I don't have much time." Like cuts him off. Uh huh. And Bart says, that's it. That does it. I'm going in. He types a rope around his waist and he uh, jumps through the wall as Marge is yelling, Bart, no! And so Bart gets into the 3D land and of course the first thing he says is, cool, man, because he sees himself in 3D. Uh We got to see Bart also, which is awesome. Uh So Homer is getting near to the edge of the green grid, right? And he's panicking. Oh, oh my God, I'm going to be sucked into a black hole. I'm going to get sucked into oblivion. I'm going to be nothing. What's And what's going to be coming out the other side? I don't know. 
So Bart's there and he says, I'll save you, Dad. And he climbs up that street sign that had the XYZ on it. Uh-huh. And he says, I can't get any closer. You have to jump. Homer goes, piece of cake, son. And he takes a little running start and he jumps into the hole and he gets broken up to little pieces. And all we hear is, crap, 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 crap. And the world explodes and Bart gets pulled back. And Marge is there worried, like, Bart, what happened? Bart's like, well, we hit a little snag when the universe sort of collapsed in on itself. But Dad seemed cautiously optimistic. And so we just hear Homer yelling in the background, disembodied, crap! (laughs) And and Marge's like, oh, homie. And so Reverend Lovejoy jumps in and says, be strong, Marge. I'm sure he's gone to a better place. And then we see... A regular, like, normal dumpster, right, uh-huh. in the real world. Uh-huh. And we hear this lightning, we see it fizzling, and we just see Homer in the distance screaming, ah, and he crashes into a dumpster. Yes. And we hear, don't! Oh! <laughs> mm-hmm. And he gets out, he's like, ooh, this is the worst place yet. Yeah, he's right. <laughs> he, he's right because he landed in California. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, uh, we actually get to see this 3D computer-generated Homer walking down a street, yes. which was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. Uh-huh. And the whole time Homer is walking down the street, seeing these regular people while he's all yellow and... Huge. Yeah. And he's just going... <laughs> trying not to have a panic attack. Uh-huh. It's really good. Yes, it is. But then he spots a store that sells erotic cakes. Mm-hmm. And he just goes, ooh, erotic cakes. And he walks in. And we end the Minnesota that way. That was so big in the day. Yes. I mean, it was a good, it's, it's good. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. But I think I enjoyed the Willy Minnesota better than this. The Willy one was a better episode for sure. Uh-huh. It's just the the, the novelty, hype. the hype of the three D. Yeah, it was just you know. I, I guess if you would watch it now without having been part of all that hype, uh-huh. you'd probably say the Willy one's better because this is probably less impressive to you. Yeah, um, I do like the Willy one better. Though. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I will say out of the three, the Willy one's my favorite. Yeah. But this was the talk of the time. Yes, it was big. Yeah. Leading into it, we were talking about it. A week or two after, we were still talking about it. Mm-hmm. The Simpsons and 3 You were just waiting for the rerun so you could see it again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, it was... Uh, I think one of my cousins actually taped it. Mm-hmm. And so that way we could watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> later yeah, on you did what you had to do right yep back before there were uh, DVRs and TiVos so this is a little different episode right uh-huh. uh huh but as far as Treehouse of Horrors goes this is this is one of the one of the good ones yes um just the opening scene itself ah so oh, awesome oh my god man that image of Krusty holding his head and throwing it against the screen yep it's just ah oh. Chef's kiss. Fa- family hanging from the rafters in the yeah. living room. Uh-huh. Brutal. So uh, 
we're not comparing this to other regular Simpsons episodes. No, no, no. But we're going to compare it to other Treehouse of Horror episodes. What would you rate this as? It, it Well, this one, it has to be five because it's just so historically significant in the show also. Yeah. I mean, and of course, like, you know, the first the first minisode's decent. It's good. Mm-hmm. Right? It makes you laugh. I do like the scene of Homer sitting in his underwear drinking a beer on that donut. It's yep. great. Uh-huh. Um, the Willie episode is just amazing. Yes. It's so good. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, this being the big step that it was, it's just, you know. You Groundbreaking. Can't, you can't forget that. Yeah. And especially if you were around for it. You can't forget that. The way Homer looked so creepy walking around in regular Earth. Yeah. Weird. Mm-hmm. But again, also, it's funny to see how outdated for lack of a better word you know all that computer animation is compared to now yeah but yeah I do agree with you this is a five donut episode it's one I don't know if it's my favorite but it's up there with the treehouse of horror it is it totally is Uh so is there anything else you'd like to mention before we uh, sign off uh, for the week? Yeah, if you hear this before Halloween, have a happy Halloween. Don't uh, do anything stupid. Yeah, don't do anything stupid. All right? Don't eat anything that looks funny. Yep. All right? Um, you check know, your candy before you eat it. Check your candy. You never know. Keep an eye on it. Mm-hmm. You know, I know that some people go overboard with spreading fear about that stuff, but a healthy amount of caution is recommended. Right? Back in my day, it was a thing. Yeah. You could, you, they actually would open up the hospital so you could x ray your candies before you ate them. There because go. there were a lot of sick people back in the day putting a razor blade and stuff like that inside candy. And now, unfortunately, there's a lot of messed up chemicals that can kill you quick. So just be careful. Yes. If it looks like it's already been opened, leave it alone. Don't, don't. Yeah. There's no need to kill yourself over a 10 cent piece of candy. Brush your teeth, kids. Yes, do that too. Uh, definitely do that too. Uh, don't forget to give us uh, our official Instagram a follow. That's official underscore homers underscore donuts without the apostrophes. Drop us a DM if you want to, if you have suggestions how we can make the show more enjoyable for you. Uh, I post uh, original memes from time to time, of course, all Simpsons related. Um, so, uh, that's also a good way to keep uh, track of what's going on with the show. Uh, so don't forget to give us a follow there. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to mention? No, um, that's about it, guys. You know, give us those follows and those uh, you those know, likes if you uh-huh. can and those likes. We appreciate it. Yes, yeah, so yeah. make it just makes it pe- uh, hard, uh, easier for people to find us. Yeah, we hope you appreciate us uh, deviating from the schedule for you all this week. We, yes. were, we were in the spirit. So. Yes. Uh, it is the, sp- uh, the giving spirit, right? And until next week, au revoir, suckers. <laughs>